This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Emma Sasek's interview with the director and writer for the documentary film Four Daughters, Kafir Ben Hania. بزلوا عايشين معاها والزوز الكبار كليهم الذيب باش تتعرفوا على زوز ممثلات اللي باش يمثلوا ادوار اخواتكم الكبار انا يا عطاهم كانوا كيفكم هكاك How are you doing? How are you feeling after so many months of this film being promoted? I'm feeling uh, great. It was a long journey and uh, it was just uh, wonderful. Uh, I mean, we started um, in Cannes Film Festival. The premiere was in the main competition, which was great. And by the way, this movie for Daughters was the first uh, movie chosen by uh, Thierry Frémaux uh, in the competition. So I knew it so early before the press conference of Cannes and oh. I couldn't meet anybody. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, it premiered at Cannes Film Festival. It was uh, just great. Uh, and then we won the Golden Eye for Best Documentary in Cannes Film Festival. Uh, and yeah, then the journey started uh, with this uh, uh, expo- exposition mm-hmm. in Cannes, and uh, it was just uh, incredible. I, I was at the film festival this year, so I managed to see uh, a little bit of the film. They played the press screening very, very late. <laughs> oh, so, oh I was, so I was so happy to be able to revisit the film. Um, and I mean, I know you have heard this so many times, but truly what a uniquely film you've presented, not only just um, the documentary aspect of it and blending all these fictional elements, but just this story. I mean, it's certainly one that um, I, I was reading some of the press notes. It was a story that I know you and many other people from your country were familiar with. But um, as somebody from the United States, I really appreciated the the chance to learn about this family's story and to, you know, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, how did how were you first exposed to it? Was it through the news reports as we see in the documentary itself? Yes, it was in 2016 uh, through the news uh Uh, I, I've heard an interview with Olfa, the mother of mm-hmm. uh, the four daughters, uh, and I was thinking, 
this is uh, such a contradictory character and this is such a interesting story so i contacted her directly uh, mm -hmm. to do a documentary but at the time i uh, i was thinking that i can do normal documentary whatever mm -hmm. this means um so i i started getting to know them all and the two youngest daughters um and i filmed a little bit but quickly i understood that it's too early to start um, filming they weren't uh, ready and what i filmed wasn't uh, wasn't uh, interesting enough to translate all the layers in the story mm -hmm. uh, so i quit quickly then i went um, through the shooting of uh, uh, my previous feature film which is the man who sold his skin and we were in contact all the time so when i finished the man who sold his skin uh, I thought that maybe I don't have the shoulder to tackle this story, you know, because mm. it's such a minefield. Uh, uh, and uh, so I started thinking, challenging myself, what I need and how, what is the best way to tell this story. And I realized quickly that I need to uh, um, have access to their past since I, if I want to understand why this tragedy happened, I need to go to their past. And when we talk about the past and how to bring the past to life in documentary, there is a very well-known cliche, which is reenactment. Right. So, so since I, you know, I don't like reenactment in documentary, <laughs> I was thinking that uh, uh, maybe I can hijack this cliche, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought that it will be interesting to bring actors uh, into this project and those actors can be uh, directed by the real character to go to their past, but not only to, to reenact it, but also to think about it, to discuss it, to do something like Brescian theater. We are in the scene, outside of the scene, thinking about, about the scene. So when I had this idea, I thought that this is can maybe translate all the different layers of the the project. Those were really some of my favorite moments where you see the scene as it's playing out, how they remember it, how they're talking about it. But then when they actually when you pause everything in the beginning, we see Olfa on her wedding night and she's telling the actress, oh, yeah, I, I hit him. I punched his nose. I showed everybody, look, this is how we consummated the marriage I mean that was those were just some really fascinating insights that I'm sure you probably wouldn't get if you if we're not doing it in this format yes exactly because what is interesting with this uh, process is the process of remembering you know mm -hmm. when you remember things I mean Olfa was there with the act uh, with the actors to reenact her wedding scene, but she was remembering other stuff. So it's like an open scene. If I had to write this scene, I don't think I'll find all those uh, uh, incredible, uh, amazing moments. So it's like a collective work between me and the, the real character and the actors. It's like she's able to walk through the memories, you know, it's almost like you're you're watching your life on TV and you're walking right through it. I mean, I'm sure that that was always a very interesting moment for Olfa and her daughters and the actors. How did all of them 
I guess we see a lot of the times how they all got along and how they all worked together. But um, what are some of the things that we didn't necessarily see in between the family members and all these actresses coming together? There was something happening that I didn't expect it is how much the two young actresses playing their oldest sister mm-hmm. get along with the two youngest daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. He became uh, a family um, by the cinema, you know. Yeah. So it's like being uh, sisters and they were like immediately uh, sisters. There, there was a kind of sisterhood uh, in front of the camera, but also behind the, of the camera until today, you know. We are actually in Jeddah and showing the movie in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And they were, f- f- the four of them yesterday, they, they are like sisters. Oh, that's very nice to hear. I can imagine that, you know, doing this film as we see in in the film itself, it was very hard for Alpha and her and her daughters. Was there ever a moment where, I don't know, maybe you maybe thought maybe this is a little too much. Maybe this is crossing a line in terms of this family trying to process everything that that has happened to them and to their to their two younger siblings and and daughters. Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it was like I was eaten by doubt from inside. Because, as you say, the movie is about past trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how so? How you talk about your past and how you? But what is amazing with them, and I think I I couldn't do this movie without uh, without their implication. It's that their uh, um, how to say they are natural born storyteller. Mm. Uh, tell their life all the time you know and they went through therapy before the shooting so they during all those years when I started they weren't ready as I said and then we we started in 2016 but we shot mainly the movie in 2021 so during all those years they uh, like revisited their past through therapy and uh, when we begin, uh, uh, and we see it in one one of the scenes, Aya is telling to reassure one of the actors. She's telling him, "I already told this story so many right. many times, so don't be sad or afraid." Uh, she was reassuring us, but I think also <clears throat> what was amazing for me, and this is one of the things that I didn't expect that. This movie was also a kind of therapy for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it made Olfa understand uh, what she did uh, and revisit by revisiting her past, and it made uh, gave them the possibility to the two youngest daughter to tell their mother stuff they couldn't uh, tell her uh, before, and their relationship became better, better and better. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Those actually, there was one scene where I remember um, the the actress who stands in for Olfa. She very a few times, you know, she starts telling her, "You're so hard on them. You have these very conservative views." And then obviously her daughters too have that strength to finally 
um, confront their mothers. Um, how was it for you watching that? Because I'm sure maybe you did not expect to see these kinds of emotions coming out from everybody involved. <laughs> well, this is what I like in documentary because I'm the first audience of my movie. You know, it's not yeah. like fiction. You write a scene, you think about it, and then you ask actor to interpret it. I mean, we were shooting like one memory per day, and then I ask all of them, the, the real character, to uh, explain what what happened, and the actor to play it, to ask uh, ask a question. And starting from this point, it was open and uh, free, so uh, uh, their interaction was was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, I, I had a, as I was watching this film, I really had an opportunity to learn about this family, learn about a different culture, really immerse myself in, in child rearing and in thoughts of womanhood. Um, what were some things that you were able to learn from this family yourself? I know that obviously you are from the the same country and you are surrounded by this culture too, but I'm sure every family brings something new and every experience, especially when it comes to documentary filmmaking, that always opens up people's eyes. And I'm sure you behind the camera, you have some moments of that too. Yeah, uh, what I learned, I mean, I I knew it before, but it was really important is that uh, when you have prejudgment, reality is so much complex that all your prejudgment are gone, you know, and especially in this kind of story, we all have prejudgment. I mean, when I started talking to Ulfa in 2016 after her news uh, tour, let's say, uh, she told me, I mean, she was like attacked on social media in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. You are monstrous. Your daughters are monsters. Uh, so you have this kind of prejudgment, you know, but if you want to understand and to, to put your judgment uh, aside, you see the complexity of uh, of reality and uh, of life and the richness of uh, of it and the human side of it. So this is, was a very enriching uh, human experience. And she is very much a, a very complex woman like everybody else in the world. There are some moments where you, you see her and you're cheering on for her, uh, laughing at her and with her. And then you do have these very complicated moments where you're you know, maybe scratching your head. That might be me as a Western audience member who uh, might be doing that too. But um, I guess, you know, through the process, did you find that your bond was deepening with Olfa? Did you feel like she was maybe becoming more open as she was going through this process? Because it seems like she, along with her daughters, they really go through a deepening emotional journey the longer they go on through this. Yes, I, th- I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure about it because uh, we are still in contact. We are here together. And uh, this experience changed her a lot because it was an eye-opening experience for uh, for her. So, with the, I mean, I did the movie, but also we lived something very special together during the, the shooting. So she went through uh, a huge uh, change, especially toward her daughters and their... Uh, and dependence and their uh, it was uh, it was something that i mean she questioned herself self a lot and it's not easy for a person like like her you know with her uh, background and uh, so uh, in that sense um, she became i i would say better person yeah for her mm-hmm. daughters mm-hmm. um how has it been doing this uh you know tour with all of them being able to 
share their story, share your aspect with everything? It was amazing. I was scared in the beginning because, as you may know, sometimes uh, the relationship between director and his real character can change after when the movie ca- uh, oh, sure. came out. Yeah, and I was thinking about this a lot because I I wanted to do uh, a movie where they they feel. Uh, proud of it you know um and uh, at some point when i was editing i thought that maybe i have to propose to them to uh, see the editing to comment the editing and uh, but they refused because they told me if you want us to comment the editing uh, you need to do three movies you know mm. one of the <laughs> so i said no i don't <laughs> want to do movies um and then when they saw the movie, was they were very happy about it. And then came Cannes. The premiere was amazing. We were all all of them uh, were on the red red carpet. They all and after beautiful. Cannes, yeah, exactly. They were like uh, it was a, an incredible experience. And then they traveled a lot with the movie. You know, they um, um, they went to, to many uh, festivals. And it became their their movie, so um, it was uh, great. <laughs> I assume you're not done telling documentaries and and working on documentary filmmaking. Um, how do you see yourself continuously, uh, either changing the genre or or doing something different with it? Because I I truly have never really seen a film like this, and the format of it was so interesting to me and such a unique way to handle a story such as this and just the genre in general. Um, do you have many more ideas in mind for other formats? Uh, yes, I have uh, other uh, projects, but um, I try to do a fiction than a documentary than a fiction, you know. Okay. So so my next movie will be uh, a fiction, um, but I have another project of of, uh, of documentary that I'll do after the next next one. So in this way, I'm keeping keeping because what is amazing with documentary. I started with documentary that I I'm learning a lot. It's like lab lab where I can experiment mm-hmm. things. In fiction, it's different because it's heavier, uh, it's more expensive. Uh, so uh, it, we are we have to be in schedule. Uh, so what I learn in documentary, I use it in fiction, and I can say that documentary, documentaries, um, I learned how to direct actors through documentary, which which is <laughs> very interesting. Uh, yeah, because because when I film real people, they have this kind of authenticity that I'm looking for with actors, you know. So I know how to tell them not to have clean sentence. They can talk like in real life with hesitation. So there are a lot of things that I I learn in documentary that I apply to fiction. Well, I'm very excited to see any type of format that you bring forth. Like I said, I was so fascinated with this film and I'm so happy that I had multiple opportunities to view it. So really congratulations on on this amazing project. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Emma Sasek's interview with the director and writer for the documentary film Four Daughters, Kathir Benhania here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Four Daughters is the Tunisian entry for Best International Feature Film at the 96 Academy Awards and is up for your consideration in that category and also Best Documentary Feature. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. 
be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.